Welcome to On the Prowl. What's up, everybody? I'm back. Welcome back to another episode. It's been a long month off. I've been out of town. Shout out to Ramey, my co-host, for filling me in and having his brother cover me as the co-host. Ramey couldn't make the episode tonight. Today on the show, we have Coach Joe Epizzuto from Kansas City University. He's an assistant basketball coach. Welcome to the show, Coach. Thank you. Appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you joining me. I've always been wanting to get in touch with you and just get to learn your basketball story from your point of view. So I'm glad to have you on the show with me today. So what made you want to become a basketball coach and what got you into the game of basketball itself? Well, that's a, that's a good question. Um, you know, when I was younger, I always had a love for sports. And I really never knew which sport was going to be the one that triggered me to pursue it. Um, I really loved all sports. I mean, I loved obviously football and basketball and baseball. Actually, my true love, probably to be totally honest with you, is baseball. I'm a huge baseball fan. Um, I may be the most diehard New York Met fan that there is, being from New York. Um, so I absolutely love baseball. And uh, as I was growing up, the New York Knicks were my favorite basketball team. And I can remember watching TV and watching the Knicks and, and shutting the volume off on the TV and trying to coach the team myself. And just really felt like basketball was something that I really wanted to coach. Everybody said, well, why don't you be a football coach? You know, you're a bigger guy and you don't look like a basketball coach. And I always said, well, because I enjoy the fact that basketball, you got to coach both sides of the ball. You got to coach offense and defense. It's fast. You know, baseball's a little slow. And I did coach baseball. I coached high school baseball for a while. I did it at two stops. And uh, football, to me, you're an offensive guy on the offensive side. You're a defensive guy, but you're not coaching both. And I thought basketball is a sport that you have the opportunity to coach offense and defense. And I just loved all the fastness of the game, the excitement of the games, and and really enjoyed growing up watching uh, basketball, all levels, whether it was college, whether it was uh, professional or even high school at the time. Um, so that kind of got me interested in the game of basketball and obviously playing it when I was younger. But then the biggest thing was just having some coach role models in my life, my high school coach was a guy that I really looked up to and, and just different people in my life that were coaches. And I really loved seeing what they did and how they made an impact on young players' lives. And I think that's basically why I, I coach. I coach because I want to see and grow young young people. I want to see them develop as uh, going from, you know, boys to men and, and having the opportunity to, you know, see them develop and grow and, and seeing them, you know, do things that are, um, you know, that they would never be able to do if it wasn't for the game of basketball, you know? So that's why I basically do it and I love it. And it just kind of came easy for me and I liked it. And as I moved along, I, I, I grinded and, and put in the time and the effort and the energy because I didn't play for anybody. I didn't, uh, you know, have that dad. My dad wasn't a basketball coach and could help push me along. It was, I had to earn everything that I have. And so I knew that it was going to take hard work. And that's what I did. Well, you've definitely coached under a great coaching staff, under Tubby Smith. You've several stops in Minnesota, Texas Tech, and Memphis. So just having him as your boss, how does that just need you to make you want to like be a, the greatest coach you could be. Yeah. Well, Tubby Smith, obviously, and arguably one of the best college basketball coaches to ever coach the game. Uh, you know, he was a guy that I truly respect. You know, when I got that phone call back in 2007 and he asked me to come with him to Minnesota, that was life changing for me. 
Um, it was an opportunity to um, go somewhere um, with a guy that I really respected. And, and before that I had about, uh, at that time, I probably had about 18 to 20 years of coaching already in, I was a head coach for seven years at one school. I was at eight school, at another school for eight years. I was a division one coach for three years at another school. So I kind of was in college coaching and, and already coaching, but to get that call to go to that power five level, to have the opportunity to work for a hall of fame coach, somebody that's coming off of, national championship in Kentucky, um, the great success that he had there and to work with him in Minnesota was a dream come true. So I can remember when I got that phone call, I actually accepted another position at another school for two days and he called and it was a no brainer for me to go with him to, to Minnesota. Um, I was very fortunate for 11 years to be with coach, um, had an opportunity to work with him at three different stops. All stops that we were at were, were great stops. I mean, uh, we did an incredible job at Minnesota building that program to a third round NCAA tournament team and went to postseason every year, but one, um, you know, just some great stops there had an unbelievable record. Our last year there, and one of the best seasons they've had in 20 years, go to Texas tech, take over a program that people seem to forget sometimes that we got to Texas tech when it was the very bottom. They had four coaches in four years, finished in last place, three year, four years in a row. The program was after Bobby Knight left, the program went right down to the, to the bottom of the bottom. And we got in there, we, uh, we, we phrased the term, bam, building a monster. Um, and that was something that was really important to me. Got some really good players in there, good recruits, saw them develop. After our third year, we went to the NCAA tournament. We had the opportunity to leave, to go to Memphis. Um, but that group of guys uh, went on to the Elite Eight, and a few of them went to the Final Four with Chris Beard, who walked into a gold mine. So that was an exciting stop there at Texas Tech. And then obviously we get to Memphis, we start turning that thing around and uh, our, our our rug was pulled from out under us after two years. We, we had 20 wins a game. We had no seniors on our second year team. Uh, we went to the second round of the uh, third round of the conference tournament. We had everybody coming back, signed some great players that went on and played at really good schools. And unfortunately, um, you know, we, we were not uh, retained after year two. And, and I think that was uh, one of the craziest firings I've ever seen. And, uh, but that's the way it is in this game and you got to take it and move on. And we did. And, uh, but there was great years with Tubby Smith and what he brought to answer your question even, even further, what he brought to me was he made me a better coach. He made me a better person. He made me a better dad. He made me a better husband. I mean, he did so many things for me to make me the person I am today and the coach that I am today. And, while you were, you were at Memphis, you signed one of the top recruiting classes from 2016 to 2018 to just getting to do that in a big city like Memphis itself. Does that just bring like joy to yourself and like happiness? No question. I mean, recruiting is a lifeblood of a program and having the opportunity to recruit at the highest level and recruit in a, a city like Memphis. I think Memphis is one of the best basketball programs out there. I love Memphis. I mean, I was... Uh, really happy there. I, I love living there. I love the people there. I love their passion for basketball. Um, you know, there were some things in Memphis that weren't happening that we needed to have happen, like get local players. You know, we had some people that weren't, you know, fans of the program and they weren't allowing us to recruit some of those players. So um, it made it difficult, you know, so we did sign two great classes. Um, those guys uh, are all good players. I think every single one of those guys is playing professional basketball at the time. Um, you know, we, we didn't have a lot of people stay when we were there. Um, a lot of guys left. We lost some good players. 
Um, everybody, you know, it seems like when there's a coaching change, they, they want to run ship. And that's the whole thing about the portal right now. I'm really not a huge portal fan. I think that the portal it teaches kids how to quit. Um, if things aren't going well and you're not starting and you're not getting the touches you want to get or whatever it may be, instead of working harder to get better and to prove that you should be playing, you just push the reset button and you go in the portal. And I'm not a huge fan of that. So, um, you know, I'm, uh, you know, the recruiting part of it is, is an exciting piece, you know, even here at, at, at Kansas City now. Um, I'm excited to be the associate head coach here and, and looking forward to the future of our program. And one of the things that excites me is the recruiting piece. And uh, we've been able to recruit a heck of a class here. We, we brought in uh, nine foreign players. We brought 11 new players in and we're looking forward to the future here. So recruiting is fun. It's like the chase. It's like, how do you get kids convinced to come play for you? There's so much competition. And especially for these programs, the mid-major major level, you got to compete against all the top dogs and they may have better facilities. They may have a lot of better things. But when you look at things, you want to go play for a program that fits you. And you want to play for coaches that you believe in that are going to make you better. And I think sometimes that that comes down to some decisions. Some of the kids we signed here at Kansas City um, had high-level Division One teams after them. And uh, you basically, you know, you're not going there for a building. You're going there for a program. And, and that's what we've been able to do here. While you were also at Memphis, you were also named top recruiter of the year. So that's also another cool achievement. So congratulations on that as well. But just if you mind telling me some more about your like background and like you already kind of mentioned at the beginning of how you got into basketball, but just what made you, because you've been a coach for 35 years. Is that correct? Yeah, you just get this is the year 36. Yeah. So you're entering 36. So just with you obviously being successful in it, just how do you keep you like motivated to keep going and not want to take a step back or change another path and do another sport or career path? Yeah. Well, you know, I'll tell you that, you know, when we look at my career, um, I've been fortunate, you know, every step's been a, a, I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily always a better step, but a, but an advancement, you know, whether you're going from a graduate assistant to an assistant, to an associate head, to a head coach, going from a division two level, which I spent many years to a division one level, um, from a regular division one mid-major level to a high major level. Um, you know, so it's been a, it's been a great, very great run. I'm blessed that I've had the opportunity to, um, coach at so many great schools and, uh, be in so many great programs. And, and, uh, I was getting ready to, to, to turn it down. I was getting ready to slow down and I was getting ready to do, um, two years ago after we got let go at UNLV. Um, I decided that it might be time. It might be time to just go ahead and, and hang the whistle up and go ahead and take a high school program job. And, and that's what I did. I went out and I asked my wife, I said, Hey babe, where do you want to live? And she said, well, I like Vegas. And it wasn't really any opportunities in Vegas that I felt like were a good fit for me. And then she said, I also like Phoenix. And I said, well, let me look at Phoenix and see if there's anything or any opportunity available. Well, a school that opened up in Phoenix was Cesar Chavez high school, which is in Levine. Um, Arizona, and it has a high, you know, it had a big name. Uh, Ty Ty Washington played there, and and it had a name of having great players. The coach there did a great job. He was there for a long time, and uh, he was let go after 20 years. Um, and for whatever reason, I wasn't involved, so I don't really know exactly what happened, but I do know that there was a change that was going to be made, and I was fortunate enough to find out about it, and I applied for the job, and, and I got the job. And one of the questions that was asked was, uh, Coach, are you coming here to leave? And I said, no, I'm coming here to stay. I, I, my intentions were uh, to retire in, in Phoenix, Arizona, um, and to just coach high school and ride into the sunset and then call it a day. 
So when we got to Phoenix, we bought a house and we put a lot of money into our house to show you that I was committed to living there. I lived a mile from campus. Um, we put over a hundred thousand dollars into the house. Um, we redid the pool. We redid the kitchen. We got the house ready for us to pretty much retire in. My wife and I, we found a beautiful home that we really like. And that's what we did. So after year one in the COVID, you know, that was a tough year for the program. And, and then year two, we had fun and I had great kids and great young kids. And it was a program that, you know, kind of everybody left when I got the job because there was people all in their ear, go here, go there, go everywhere. And, and they did. A lot of them left. And then some kids stayed and a, few, a lot of kids transferred in knowing that I was there and probably could help them. Uh, being that I have so much college experience and uh, sure enough, make a long story short. Um, I had no intention to stay, uh, leave it. I wanted to stay. I enjoyed my job. I had summers off. I had weekends off. I had holidays off. When was the last time I was home for a holiday? When was the last time I was home uh, for a weekend or anything? Um, and then I got the phone call from my best friend, Marvin Menzies. He said, let's do it again. And I was like, man, I, I'm happy here, man. I, I don't want to leave here. I don't want to leave. And he's like, well, you know, I'm not going to take this job unless you come with me. And I was like, well, don't do that to me. I mean, that's not fair. And I talked to him a bunch about, you know, going back into business and, and we lived together. He lived in Phoenix as well. And, and then finally he came back and he said, uh, you know, Hey, let, let's do this thing. And he gave me an opportunity and offer that I couldn't re refuse. Uh, the hardest day that I've had in a long time was telling uh, my team and telling my school that I was leaving CJ Chavez high school. Um, I'm keeping my house in Phoenix. I'm going to rent my house because I'm going to be back there someday. I think I will be back at Cesar Chavez someday. I enjoy teaching and I enjoy the program. But for now, I just felt like the good Lord was leading me in this direction um, to go to University of Missouri, Kansas City, have an opportunity to build a program that's never been to the NCAA tournament. And those accolades that you mentioned about recruiting and stuff are the ones that now I want to bring here and hopefully build this program and have, uh, you know, I feel like I got gas left in the tank is what I should say. I'm not that old. I mean, I, I still have a lot of years left in me and I'm looking forward to uh, that opportunity and, and building a monster here too. And now correct me if I'm wrong, but the current head coach with you at Kansas City, Missouri is was, was with you at UNLV. Correct. He, he brought me to UNLV with him. So Marvin Menzies and I have been friends for a long time. Back when I was the head coach at Angelo State, in San Angelo, Texas, Coach Menzies was a junior college coach in California. He was at Santa Monica Junior College. And I had the opportunity to go out there and recruit. And I recruited a few of his players and a bunch of his guys came with me to Angelo State. Two in particular that allowed me the opportunity to win a conference championship. We were we had one loss, went on to the NCAA tournament. And um, it was a great opportunity. Um, so Coach Menzies and I have known each other ever since. Then I always wanted to work together. The first time he got the UNLV job was a time when we got the Memphis job because of Coach Tubby Smith moving from, from Texas Tech to Memphis. That opened Texas Tech, which in fact, uh, Chris Beard, oh, he was at UNLV at the time for like 12 days. He ends up taking the Texas Tech job because Tubby left. And then now UNLV was open. So Coach Menzies took the UNLV job, and that's where he offered me opportunity to go with him right then on the spot. And at that time, it just wasn't right for me. I was just leaving Texas Tech, was with Tubby. I couldn't leave Tubby. I mean, I worked with him, and we worked together for so long at that point, and I feel like I owed him the, you know, I had to go with 
him in Memphis. I felt like it was just, you had no choice. I think sometimes, you know, when a job is right and a job is not right, even though Marvin was a friend, I wanted to work for him. I always wanted to work at Vegas, but I always wanted to work in Memphis too. Memphis was one of my dream jobs being that I was at Tennessee state and had the opportunity to see Memphis, know about Memphis, being at their sister schools. Um, I always wanted to coach at Memphis and that opportunity popped up. And, and then I went to Memphis with him and not going to UNLV. So, but then after we left Memphis after two years, which was once again, crazy, I ended up going to UNLV uh, for the next year. Well, you've definitely, you've proven like that you're a good basketball coach and that you're loved around the game and are good at recruiting. But is there anything you like to say, like motivation wise to the basketball players who are listening to this episode? Well, you know, you just got to have, you got to dream big dreams. You know, you can't dream little dreams. You got to dream for the, for the best. And, you know, one of the things that I'm trying to do, and one of the reasons why I went to that high school was because I wanted to give back. You know, I want to give back to those young people and help them develop. Um, I feel, st- I still feel that way right now. I feel like I'm here for a reason. I feel like I'm in the college basketball world for a reason. I'm trying to help young coaches get better. I'm trying to help them develop into being coaches. I told our staff today, our young guys today, as a matter of fact, in the meeting, I said, you know, my wish is to hope that you have 30, 35, 36 years in coaching. Um, you know, that you'll have that opportunity that I had and, um, hopefully they'll, they'll learn and they'll continue to get better. Um, and just same thing with young people, you know, for the, the young people that are out there, you know, don't ever think that you can't do something. I'm a great example. You know, people never thought I'd be a college basketball coach. I didn't play college basketball. I'm short, I'm white, I'm heavy. I mean, I don't look like the typical college basketball coach. And I think sometimes people put a perception that, oh, this guy can't do this or this guy can't do that. So I always have kind of coached with a chip on my shoulder to prove that I am will, uh, able um, to coach at any level. I feel like I, I, I've got the ability. I've proven myself now. I don't need to prove myself anymore, but I do need to let people know that or student athletes know that you can dream those dreams, you know, but you got to put in the time. You got to put in the effort. Because like I tell my team every day here today after practice, like it's not good enough just to go to practice. You've got to do the extra. You know, you've got to be in the gym, gym before practice. You've got to be in the gym after practice. Um, you know, all those types of things are important. And if you don't do those things, you're not going to be successful. So that extra work, the extra time, and that saying that they say, well, this guy's a gym rat. That's important if you want to really achieve um, and get to the level where you want to be successful. Well, I appreciate you joining me on this episode today, but is there anything you like to say to our listeners? Well, I know you probably have a lot of listeners in Memphis. And I know that you guys, uh, a lot of Memphis followers and stuff, but um, special place. I mean, Memphis is a special place. And hopefully after all these rumblings and all these allegations and everything gets to settle down and whether it's probation or what happens or what's going to happen with the program, you never know uh, with the, the rules nowadays. Hopefully everything will be fine for Memphis basketball, but I will say it's a great program and support your program. I loved my days there. And uh, I, I go back there in a heartbeat. I mean, that was one of the places that I really loved working at. So um, and a place that I really believe can have great success. I mean, when you look at the two schools to me that are not power five schools, but are high level programs, I would say Memphis and UNLV are those two schools. And I had the opportunity to work at both of those places. So, um, you know, I, I think it was a great, a great time. 
Um, it's unfortunate people there didn't really get to know us. They didn't get to really know what we're about. You know, we do things the right way. That was one of the best things about Tubby Smith. And one of his biggest sayings to his staff was, you know, um, the softest pillow at night is a clear conscience. You know, when you go to bed and you know that you're doing things the right way and you're treating kids the right way and you're, you're, you're giving kids an opportunity to be successful, that, that's a good night's sleep. You're not worried about all things that you should have would have done so yeah it's been exciting i mean i appreciate all the support that people there gave me i mean maybe sometimes too much support you know there was a lot of excitement when i was there we got bam going we started to build that monster and unfortunately you know <laughs> we uh, we left but now i got the opportunity to do that again um hopefully i can get my team to play memphis hopefully we'll get down here and play memphis i'd love to come back to the fedex forum and stay at the peabody um some of my favorite restaurants are right there on beale street um, you know, I just absolutely loved, loved being in Memphis. So, um, thanks for having me on. If I ever could be of any assistant or any help to you guys, I sure would love to do that. And, uh, I look forward to uh, a great college basketball year and look forward to watching the, uh, the Tigers play this year as well. It's really been great getting to talk to you and learn more about you, coach Esposito. And I wish you the best of luck this season. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm Robert Roden. Thank you guys so much. Don't forget to join us next time on The Prowl. With the boys, yeah, we swoop, yeah, we swoop. And we got them high clocks, and we'll shoot, and we'll shoot. With the Mercedes B.